0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word.
2: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our morning Bible study with the Day of Prayer. We are so glad that you could join us as we continue to discuss Second Samuel. Before we get into the word, who would like to volunteer to open us up in prayer?
0: I'll lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we each come before you with joy and with thanksgiving, Lord, that we can boldly come before your throne. We welcome you and your Holy Spirit into this place to have your way to teach us and lead us, Lord, your thoughts and your ways, that they will become ours. That we can know them, understand them, and apply them to our life, Lord. Lord, if there is any ought, we forgive, and we ask you to forgive us. So that there is no nothing that stands in between you and us. That separates us from you, from your love, from your graciousness and mercy. And we just glorify and magnify your name, Lord. Our desire is to be like you, to be pleasing to you, to glorify your name in all the earth, Lord. So Lord, we we ask and know that we we receive the things we ask for. We know that you are going to lead us in this study. And that you are going to teach us. And that there will be change and fruit that comes as a result of all who hear this message and and move forward mature and grow in you and we thank you and praise you in the name of jesus, jesus name. amen, amen. <coughs> bless, you, bless, you, son. bless you sweetheart all right so this morning we are in second samuel chapter 19. can I get a volunteer to read the first eight verses
1: yes i will do that all right man and joab was told Behold, the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. So the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people. For the people heard it said that day, The king is grieved for his son. And the people stole back into the city that day, as people who are ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. But the king covered his face, and and the king cried out with a loud voice, O my son Absalom! O oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Then Joab came into the house to the king and said, Today you have disgraced all your servants who today have saved your life, the lives of your sons and daughters, the lives of your wives and the lives of your concubines, and that you love your enemies and hate your friends. For you have declared today that you regard neither princes nor servants. For today I perceive that if Absalom had lived and all of us had died today, then it would have pleased you well. Now, therefore, arise, go out and speak comfort to your servants, for I swear by the Lord, if you do not go out, not one will stay with you this night, and that will be worse for you than all the evil that has befallen you from your youth until now. Then the king arose and sat in the gate, and, the, and they told all the people, saying, There is the king sitting in the gate. So all the people came before the king, and every one of Israel had fled to his tent.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start with you guys. What did you get out of this, and/or what questions or comments do you have?
2: I think Joe, Joe may have been wrong. Like in when he said, "You love your enemies and hate your friends." David didn't really hate anybody. He loved everybody equally and respected them, and tried to. Um, and treated them with the love of God. So when Joab said that he hated his friends, it seemed kind of wrong and ill-conceived, because if he truly hated his friends, he would have killed Joab a long time ago, or anybody else for that matter, but he didn't. He gave them grace and offered them the love of God. And sure, uh, Absalom wasn't exactly, he wasn't loving, and he wasn't friendly to David, but that didn't mean that David had to hurt him or hate him enemies, God had said, do good to those who curse you, love those who spitefully use you and persecute you, and so on and so forth. So David treated Absalom correctly, in handling him, not so much, but just as far as loving him, as God had said, he, he did right. Mm-hmm. And Job had the wrong perspective of saying that he hated his friends and loved his enemies. Well, he's fulfilling the commandment of the Lord, so he should left him alone in that sense and when he said it would have pleased you well if everybody had died and absalom lived that was incorrect also because he would have been sad for he's sad for both because it it, he the lord had said that david was a man after his own heart so if the lord feels extreme sorrow when one perishes eternally wouldn't david feel something like that for people around him because he's the king even And especially for his children, like you pointed out, yesterday, Mommy, and dad, the children, not children, parents feel a certain amount of um, sadness when their children depart early Mm -hmm. and their chance to come back and get salvation may or may not have been taken away early. So they're eternally separated from the Lord. So I can see David's sadness there and Joab's callousness, if you will, in his word choice to David and how he's talking to him and trying to correct him Hmm.
0: that's a very interesting perspective Mm -hmm. in one area he is right the the area of uh, i'll say rebuking david because as the king his role his position there is uh, a requirement and expectation right to care for the people to treat them and Sometimes that has to, I'll say, supersede your emotions and what you, in a physical, natural sense, are going through, right? Yes. Okay, so in this, Joab was right to say, hey, you should be out greeting the people. You have, In other words, he's, incur- he's, all, he's rebuking, him, but he's also encouraging him or admonishing him. You have a role to, to play in this. You have a part to play. You can't just sit here and, and sulk. Like, get up. You've got to go greet the people. They, these are people that fought on your behalf for the kingdom, that have been out here with you this whole time. That, well, David's, I'll say, been in exile, if you will. Or fighting, right? Because he's been removed from the from the kingdom up to this point. So these are people that have been with him, and now they, they have victory. Well, no, there's not really a parade or anything, but at a minimum as a leader and a good leader greet the soldiers encourage them thank them right uh, for all the work that they've done and for the victory that's been achieved I mm-hmm. thank the Lord first and foremost but also we as people right uh, people need to be need that encouragement they need that thank you especially from people in positions of power mm-hmm. right like the king mm-hmm. if the president were to come and, and say thank you for whatever right would that not resonate with people Yes. It sits with them for a long time, right? Yes. Okay. This is all Joab is encouraging him to do. Now, is he a little little rough or a little harsh in going about it? Yep. Absolutely. Um, sometimes that's needed though. I'm not I'm not saying I, I agree with the exact way in which it was handled. But sometimes you just have to be very, very blunt about things, right? Yes. Paul mentions the same thing. Similar thing to Timothy in talking about um, the gospel, right? Yeah. Uh, 2 Timothy four two, Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and encourage with every form of patient instruction. Now, just, you don't really see patience here. Exercise in Joab's heart. But there are some times where, I'll say it in this way. Time is of the essence, right? The people were returning back to their location now, right? They're only coming through the gate one time. They're not going to go out, have a parade, if you will, get back in line and come back in so now the king can greet them. We have to be there in the moment, right? And the the perfect or the Lord's timing for things. We can't wait and then, oh, well, now let me get a do-over, Right, being in the the Lord's perfect will includes His perfect timing, Mm -hmm. so we can't forget that either. But yes, uh, you are you are correct in saying it was a little harsh there.
1: Yeah, I know. There's a time and a place for everything, and a way in which it should be done that's right, right and righteous by the Lord's standard and um, His saying what He approves of. So, like you said, Leila, it's not wrong that he mourned for Absalom, but the way in which he did it caused the people to be in confusion. Like, did we do something wrong? You know what I mean? Did we do a bad thing? No, it wasn't the people's fault that Absalom decided to turn against the king, but they are still the ones that physically went to meet that um, that arising of rebellion and whatnot. They, ha- they were the ones that had to do it. And... Um, Because the king wasn't able to uh, for whatever reason. And they were like, hey, no, you go over here because if you die, then what is it all going to matter? So mourning for him privately and quietly would have been better and more appropriate in this moment. Do you guys remember how when David was first anointed, how the Holy Spirit caused him to act wisely in every situation? Even when he was faced with other things and people setting traps for him and this, that, and the other. The Holy Spirit caused him to have the right answer at the right time and the solution in every case when he was listening. And at this point, um, the mourning for Absalom in such a loud way Mm -hmm. and then ignoring the people, and he was more involved in his emotion, which, like I said, you know, parents that have experienced this will tell you that there's nothing like it. It's not like the death of a spouse or, you know what I mean, or a parent. It's much different because the child was cut off in the flower of their youth. But even still, he's still the king. So as we go about our day, understand there's a time and a place for everything. You, know, you remember when David got mad at Abishai when um, Shammai was cursing him and kicking up dust, and he was like, yes. almost like you're totally out of place in this moment. Mm-hmm. of what's going on be present with the holy spirit and what he's doing and david here is an emotional person um, you can tell that you know he's a tender heart throughout his lifetime he, mm-hmm. he is a tender person and as he added cause for the enemy to have place in his life he became more emotional so having emotions aren't bad mm-hmm. But keeping them in their proper place is what we are supposed to do as believers. So him going, hmm, looking at the bigger picture, which is something he demonstrated and exercised regularly in his life before the issue with Bathsheba, before that staying on the rooftop deal, is something that was, was lacking for, for David here in this situation. So you guys think on that. Be in the moment with the Holy Spirit. We're on the conversation or in the task that he's on at the same time that he's there, and that way, you know, when the Lord promises us in the the um, Gospels that in the moment the Holy Spirit will tell us what to say when we're met with resistance or any situation that can come to pass for you, but you have to be in the moment. It's not like the Holy Spirit's gonna knock you out and conk you on the head and you know suddenly do everything for you. Right, you're gonna start <laughs> moving your mouth like a puppet and. No, that's not how he operates. He waits for us to yield to him. And then when we allow him permission, the Holy Spirit flows through us. And when we stay in alignment, he continues to flow, right? That's why Jesus always had the correct response. That's why he always had the solution. Not because he was God in the flesh, but because he was God in the flesh submitted to the Holy Spirit. And we have the same spirit. We have the mind of Christ, right? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives and dwells on the inside of us. We are one with the Father. Mm -hmm. We have the same opportunity. So as we yield, we will have the right answer and the solution all the time to be in his perfect timing, in his perfect place, carrying out and operating in the spirit, not in the flesh. Exactly.
0: And the following to that is what Joab describes in verse 7, right? It says, if you do not go out, no one will stay with you this night. And that will be worse for you than all the evil that's befallen you from your youth until now. In other words, it's one thing to hear what to do. It's another to act upon it. We have a role to play. All right? The Lord has given each of us as a plan, as a calling, as a purpose for your life. Now, when we find out, when you hear from the Lord on what that is, it's a better way to phrase that. When you hear from the Lord what that is, okay, well now... Act upon it as the Lord's leading you. Not hearing the instruction and doing nothing with it, but actually taking it and moving forward in it. Right? So that's what Joab encouraging him here. And if he hadn't have acted, it's removed. What's worse? To have it stripped from you or to freely give it up?
3: To freely give it up? What's worse is to have it stripped
1: strip from, from
0: you? Well, yes and no.
1: But to walk away from to, the goodness and the Esau, blessing of the Lord is... Exactly,
0: is even worse. Mm-hmm.
1: That, that would mean he despised it. Exactly. He didn't care. Kind of like Esau.
0: Just like Esau. He had it, it was his, and then he gave it away. Paul describes that, that nature and character in the Gospels as well.
1: To taste the goodness of the Lord and then to turn from Him,
0: mm. and it's not good. No, not I, and I'm I'm being very gracious, mm-hmm. and I mean, you can read it for yourself. You can study it out. Read it for yourself, but mm. it's not good. So Joab is encouraging him to not just walk away and to give it up. It's like, hey, that you have a role to play. Be aware of this. Exactly. You know, that
1: these people, everybody hears you. Now they they feel like. Well, they, they They're ashamed.
0: They yeah. don't know what to do. There's confusion. Mm-hmm. Provide clarity. Mm-hmm. Bring peace to the situation.
1: I have a question for you guys. What did you think about Joab's role? Like, he's been supporting the king a lot. What do you guys think about that? Have we considered it? Yes.
0: Okay, well, what have you considered about it?
3: To me, it was just... Like, Joab's devotion to David and helping him and how he doesn't want to take the throne from David. There's no treachery or trying to usurp David, but he truly wants to see the best and see David do his best. And he always, no matter what it is, he always encourages him to do that. Even if that means he has to take a couple bloody knuckles or (laughs) his sword might get a little dirty. He's willing mm-hmm. to do that for David.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I had questions like, did Joab have his own family? Because he spends so much time with David and looking out for David, he wouldn't have time for anybody else. But he was willing to give that up because he loved David. Hmm.
1: That's interesting. I agree. I mean, I'm not saying I don't agree with you. <laughs> it's Joab does spend a lot of time, especially like before they were running at the same pace. You know, It was kind of like they were two oxen yoked together. And, yes, David was the one getting the credit for things, if you will, and the one that was in the, the limelight and focus. But Joab was pulling with him at the same time. And, you know, Abishai and was following up the ranks. He was, he was there to help too, but Joab in particular. And it was when that the rooftop incident happened and that whole scene, Joab was kind of left alone. And, like, he's still pulling, like, man, you're still the king. God said this for you. This was still the vision. Let's do it. And David kind of fell back. And when um, oxen are yoked together, they do that to increase their pulling power, their strength, right? It's also a training process for one of them. But when one of the oxen starts to fall back, especially when they were... Um, sometimes they put a, a young one with and an older one to, to train them, but if they have hard work to do, they like to have two that can pull at the same time because if you have a weaker one, you're gonna wear out the one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And then your your cart might not be pulled quite straight because you don't have the same power to both of your um pulling um Yes. So it seems like Joab is really trying to fill in the gap for David. Is he a little bit rough around the edges sometimes? Sure. But they're, they are partners, and they're men, and they know each other, so they have a language that they can speak to one another. And Joab doesn't speak to him quite like he's the king and there's a distance. He speaks to him like a, a brother at yeah. times.
3: But he still respects that he's the king. He does. Everybody. And he's, he's not
1: trying to usurp him. He's supportive. Yep, um, Um, But
0: also encouraging of doing what's right. Yes. Even though it doesn't always happen himself, right? But he He tries tries to prompt.
1: Even with, uh, you know, trying to trick David and Mm -hmm. bring back Absalom. And like we talked about yesterday, I think Joab feels responsible, you know, felt responsible for the trouble that was brought into the kingdom. Even though it was a spiritual matter, he still felt responsible for like, man, this particular thing, it could have happened another way. It, it could have been something else mm-hmm. that rose up that wasn't at Joab's behest. It wasn't his involvement stirring, if you will. Yes. And, um but even that, I think he meant to do well by David. Yes. Let me help you solve the problem because you can't sleep, see clearly now. So, you know, I there's something commendable to say about Joab for standing with him. And, you know, and he for helping
0: to right the wrong, right, to an attempt to bring back restoration.
1: Yeah, like you mean dealing with Absalom?
0: Yes, mm-hmm. the entirety of the situation, seeing it through. Yeah. There is something to be said about that.
1: And, I mean.
0: However, well, Joab, as you said, Joab's role in this could have been avoided if you just listened to the Holy Spirit. Yes. And being aware of the schemes of the enemy instead of, uh, I'll say it in this way, coming into alignment or being used to help or in, in such a way that, that brings this, this division and destruction.
1: So what does that mean? Good intentions, even though you mean well, if it's not submitted to the Lord, right, can still bring yes, opportunity yes. for the enemy. He has no shame. There is no shame in the enemy's game. He will do anything and exploit anything if the opportunity is presented to him. So that's why when you have a good idea and you feel like man lord this is in my heart to do go ask him how he feels about it and he'll correct it just like when david wanted to build him a temple right he wanted to build yes. a house for the lord this is in my heart it's a good idea there's i mean there was nothing wrong with what he wanted
0: and the lord even and acknowledged in and of that. itself
1: he's it like this is in his heart and then he brought it to the man of god right to hear he was yes. ultimately it wasn't about the priest it was about him inquiring of the lord what do you think about this? This is, some, this is what I want to do. This is a great idea. Like you know, it's a pure idea. There's nothing wrong in it. I just, this is what I want to do for you, Lord. And God said, thank you for your heart towards me. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't want you to do that. But here instead, let's talk about this. And God honored that, and he corrected right, the vision to actually make it something that was pleasing to the Lord. Right? Yes. yes. So even when you have a good idea and you, have, you mean well, towards someone else or towards the Lord, bring it before the Most High God and let him clarify your deeds and your actions to make sure that it's sound and that it's not making provision for the enemy to come
0: in and have a foothold. Does
1: that make sense? Yes. Yes. All right.
0: All right. Anyone else have anything they want to share about that part? Any questions? All right, well, let's move on. Can I get a volunteer to read from verse... 9 through 23, please.
4: I will. All right, promise. Now all the people were in... Now all the people were in dispute... Dispute? Mm -hmm. About Mm -hmm. all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king saved us from the hand of our enemies. He he delivered us from the hand of the Philistines, and now he has fled from the land because of Absalom. But Absalom, whom whom we anointed over us, has died in battle. Now, therefore, why do you say nothing about bringing back the king? So David sent Zadok, sent to Zadok and Abithah the priest, saying, Speak to the elders of Judah, saying, why are, you, why are you the last to bring the king back to his house, since the words of all Israel have come to the king, to his, his very house? You are my brethren, you are my bone and my flesh. Why then are you the last to bring back the king? And say to Amasa, master, Are you not my bone and my flesh? God do so to me and more so also if you are not commander of the army before me continually, continually in the place of Joab. So he swayed the hearts of all the men of Judah just as the heart of one man. So he sent this word to the king, Return, you and all your servants. And the king returned and came to the Jordan. And Judah came to Gilgal to go meet the king, to escort the king across the Jordan. And Shammai, the son of Benjamin who was from Barum, hurried and came down with the men of Judah to meet the king king david there were a thousand men of benjamin with them and zebo the son the servant of the house of and his fifty sons and his twenty servants with him and they went over the dream before the king then a fairy book went across to carry over the king's house cold and do to, to and to do what he thought good through
0: 23 sir
4: now Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king when he had crossed the Jordan, and he said to the king, "Do not let my lord impute iniquity to me, or remember what wrong your servant did on the day that my lord, the king, left Jerusalem, that the king should take it to heart, for I, your servant, know I have sinned. Therefore, here, am I, here, here I am, the first to come to the day of all the house of Joseph." to go down to meet my lord the king. But Abishai, the son of Zariah, answered and said, Shall not Shammai be put to death for this, because he cursed the Lord's anointed? And David said, What have I do to you, you sons of Zariah, that you should be adversaries to me one day? Shall any man be put to death today in Israel? For do I I not know that today I am king over Israel? Therefore, the king said to Shemmai, You shall not die. And the king swore to him.
0: Hmm. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. There's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. So, again, let's start with you guys. Mm-hmm. What's been revealed and what questions do you have?
4: How come David
3: replaced Job with Amasa?
0: Well, what happened with Amasa? Where did he come from? Joel's family? He's a
3: cousin to Joab and Abishai. What else? Um, He was also made the commander of Absalom's army.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: So why would David do that? I was kind of like, David, are you being dumb? Did you get hit in the head?
0: Why do you think he did that?
3: To gain all the favors. Like, win the hearts back that return towards Absalom?
0: That's highly probable. Let's, back let's, let's look at how David approaches this entire situation. Does he come in as a conqueror?
3: No. He sends other people to do his bidding like Absalom.
0: And To win back the hearts. Alright? And he appeals to them on the basis of being part of the tribe. The tribe of Judah. It's like, hey, why haven't where other tribes have accepted him, again, mm-hmm. yes. as king. He's like, why haven't you done this? Mm-hmm. Since everybody knows, David's the one that's been anointed king. But yet these are some of the last people, as this tribe, as some of, one of the last to accept him as king. Yes. So he hadn't even returned back to, I'll say the palace, but to Jerusalem. Where he established, it, you know, ultimately that, that was the capital, if you will. Yes. That's significant. But then also, when you bring up Joab and, and Amasa, well, how is that relationship?
3: With Joab and David? Or?
0: Exactly. With Joab and David. I think it's strained a little bit.
3: Uh, If it's strained, it's on David's part. Really? Both of them.
0: Each one has a role.
3: They have a role to play, but...
0: Because David's had to correct Joab quite a few times for doing stuff behind his back. But then also, let's look at what's already in place. Amasa is there, has been there for some time. And David is trying to do what? Gain favor back with the people. So... He could come back in as a conqueror and reestablish the kingdom as it was before. Or he can accept some changes. It's still part of the same tribe, if you will, the same family, their cousins.
3: But I'd have to question why would you make a you, your commander, your right hand, if he wasn't there before, if you didn't trust him. He was your cousin beforehand. Mm. But you had That's to a trust good them. point.
1: That's a good point, it is a good point. It is an absolutely good, valid point. He was he, Amasa's not. He didn't just find him. He knew him the whole time, mm-hmm. and why he didn't choose him. And he's not ignorant of the fact that Amasa went with Absalom when he should have remained faithful to David. But I, clearly, Amasa wanted to come up, right? Exactly. He gets to be a commander and not and and test his skills against Joab because Joab had been the and Abishai. They were like one and two. They had been the commanders, right? Even in this winning, again. one and two and a tie was the other one. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, sweetheart, David could have come in and put his foot on everybody's neck, but that meant he would have to kill his family because that's who went with him. Yes. He made the clear, bone of my bone and all that, my bone and my flesh. And if he had come in as a conqueror, that meant he would have lost. He would have had to kill them. Like he would have to run through quite a few people in Judah. To, and then there's still do divided
0: that. loyalties because how many people sided with Absalom? So it doesn't just stop in the palace mm-hmm. but it goes throughout the entirety of the land. That's so now they create further division. So in an attempt to avoid that. Right, he has to look at the bigger picture.
3: But that truly doesn't solve anything either way. Like like we mentioned in the previous devotionals, like if you're a turncoat,
1: you're gonna be one.
3: That's who you are.
1: But you know, sometimes you have to let he. I think David has taken the approach of letting the situation play out because we naturally would go, "I see you, mm-hmm. nope," right? Which is, I don't think there's too much wrong with that. You know, like if the Lord goes, "Hey, this person is." And you should avoid them. Then, by all means, avoid them. But um,
0: I'll say it in this way: Yes, there is some politics at play, if you will, mm-hmm. right? But is this not the exact way that the Lord treats us? He yes, is. Gives us an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're in the place. Okay. Well, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to serve me, or are you going to use it for your own gain, your own glory, your own? whatever it is, your own desires, the Lord gives us an opportunity. He Mm -hmm. forgives us, Mm -hmm. and He says, let's move forward. Right? So you see some of that, the Lord's nature and character here. Yes, there is the other side of it. There's the, I'll say, playing politics, for lack of a better way to describe it. Right? However, it, it still shows, I'll say, a consistency with David. With his, his heart towards the Lord, right? Exhibiting the nature and character of the Lord. I'll, I'll forgive you, and let's move forward. Give
1: you a chance. Yes. But I admire
3: that characteristic about David, but I'm also like, why would you? You're causing strife, because you know who Joab is, and no one's going to serve you as faithful as Joab.
1: Yes. So, okay, in one perspective, I'm not saying you're wrong, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. In one perspective, he's thinking about a one-on-one relationship with him and Joab. The other perspective is thinking about the entire kingdom. And clearly, Joab, Joab has sight, right, in perspective, insight on... <coughs> The entire kingdom, which is why he said, "You better get out here, get those tears off your face, and come say hello." Yes. That—that's the Kamisha version. that's <laughs> yes. what he said. <laughs> paraphrase. Get yes. those tears off your face and get out here and say hi to these folks before they leave you, and then it's really going to be bad. You thought it was rough before; nothing will compare to this. So he understands about the kingdom and bringing it all together and keeping it right in place. Yes. These are also Joab's brothers, right? If they're David's, then they're Joab's. And Joab knows how to deal with them as well. And David knows who Joab is. Rest assured in that.
0: And for both of these people, it has been the focus just serving the Lord, but also about the kingdom, uniting, unifying the kingdom as one, as one nation. It's not that Joab lost his relationship with David, but that office, that position.
1: Yep, and he still had to kill Absalom. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, he didn't, I don't think Joab saw it any other way. He was like, oh, no, friend. I mean, I literally, we changed your diapers, we burped you, we brought you milk <laughs> morning and night, and you're going to act like this?
0: He tried to kill us.
1: Did you a favor and... And made room for you to reconcile with your father and this is how you returned that favor to him which i mean according to the law absalom would have been stoned anyway
3: yes mm-hmm.
1: but so you know joab was like well we're, we're not going to be running in the cave anymore after this come on over here let me spank your bottom baby and oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the camicia version um <laughs> Ran him through and made sure he was good and dead. And then tossed him in a a hole and threw some stuff over him. Like, that's about what you deserve at this moment. Not a kingly burial. Not anybody going to be mourning Mm. over you. And causing further division. Looking at his little body go by and, oh, his hair was so beautiful.
0: Nope.
1: Mm. Not even going to find this hole. That's right. I'm just saying.
0: Don't need a monument. There's no remembrance. None of that.
1: So... Yes, we all we want everyone to have mercy shown to them and come to repentance. But for the person carrying out, you know, perpetrating a a bad act against someone else, you can't determine what the outcome is going to be. Your chance to choose is before you engage. That's your that's your power to control it. I'm not even going to go engage in this wrongdoing. That's the power in your hands. Once you make your choice and you start things in motion, you cannot control the outcome. Because other people have their own perspective of what they want to do. Right? Yes. yes. So, yeah, Joab knows that this happened, that he killed Absalom. And there's going to be an answer for that. And, you know, he'll he'll reason with David in his own way. I'm sure he's like, David, you just, you have to understand. You mm-hmm. know better. It is your son. But were you going to die and cease being king because <laughs> of this young man? So, um, you know, I know he thought I can... I can speculate that he thought he would work it out with David later, as they always had done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But also, we're talking about opportunity. Like The Lord gives us opportunity to, to repent, to come to him. Yes. And he doesn't just strike us down, but he forgives us. And it's about moving forward in him after we submit to his lordship. Mm-hmm. Okay, You see that same thing played out with uh, Shimai. Right. Oh yes. Shimei, the one who cursed David, a few chapters back mm-hmm. at the beginning of all this. you he say, he's the first one to come greet him. Right. Yes. Okay. Another. So in there, you also see repentance. He, he acknowledges, without saying it directly, what he did was wrong. And there's a resubmitting to uh, David's position as king. Yeah, he
1: does say, don't remember what wrong your servant did on the day that my lord, the king, left Jerusalem, that the Mm -hmm. king should take it to heart. I have sinned. He says, for I, your servant, know that I have sinned.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you see that there. But then you also see grace and mercy given from David to Shimei.
3: Of course, Abishai was on the sidelines watching. He's like, I had to stick with your name on it since day one. <laughs>
1: he's like, I didn't forget. And then, you know, like, Abishai, all he understands is you're going to die. Like he's, he's like,
3: oh, you got in my way. Steamroll him.
1: <laughs> the only comments that he seems to say and bust out with are. I can get them right now. <laughs> Just one shot. Yeah. I got he's this. like, uh, uh, he's on repeat with that one. But. You know, David answers him again, like, can you be quiet for a second? Can you still under- <laughs> can, you, can you see the bigger picture, my can friend? You know like, but you stop talking, you know. It's almost like I can see him flying over David's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but again, this action is bringing them, reconciling, and instead of him diminishing the, and dwindling down the people of Israel by killing all of, because this was an uprising from the, within the household within the family of Israel and Judah. So unless he planned to kill off all of his servants, you know, all the subjects, Mm -hmm. you know, he's going to have to show mercy. He's going to have to reconcile them back together.
0: Which, let's look at David's character in this. Because here's Abishai. Don't. Don't you remember what this guy did? And here it is, like accusing. Like, remember <laughs> if he this? Had a remember recorder, that? He would have like, oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Played it back.
1: Here's his voice right now. Here he we
0: say. Here's the replay. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And here's it right. But David,
0: hears this, and he acknowledges it. Yep. Yeah, I got this, right? But it's still the choice. I'm going to show this one grace and mercy, mm-hmm. even though they were absolutely wrong. I, no, I haven't forgotten, but I'm not holding it against them. I've forgiven them. Mm-hmm and move mm-hmm. forward
1: does anybody you know like i can see abishai's perspective and probably joab's a little bit like how many times are we gonna forgive these people like you've forgiven everybody and they're causing this trouble repeatedly and
0: so let's just we're at the point let's just uproot anything that is you know setting itself against david and the kingdom like like right, like weeds all kill, right let's pull them all dead. out shoot That's them out you know
1: which this is why they're men of war because they're like, let's just get to it. I'm going to Go ahead and run you through real quick and we'll be on our merry way. But has anybody ever thought about like God, why does he not just throw Satan in the pit now? Why does he keep letting them just go on and go on and go on? Anybody ever thought that? Well, yes. <laughs> huh? and I have
0: okay and
3: the conclusion I've come to it's because the lord has to let everybody make their choice and if the lord just got rid of satan and threw him in the pit he'd force everybody else into serving him and it's kind of a way of like showing your hands I guess like it's easy to say oh yes i love you lord and easy to serve the Lord when there's no obstacle or there's no trial as people like to say when it's easy but it's when things get hard or it's trying that's when you see who a person really is on the inside just like they say like some people say when they get married you never really know the person until after you marry them and then they're a totally different person
0: (laughs) 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 For people to look at things with their natural eyes, sure. Mm. That's why you bring it before the Lord mm-hmm. and you let Him tell you through yes. His Holy Spirit. And then, well, there shouldn't be any surprise. He's going to tell you this, this person is for you or no, they're not. Mm-hmm. You yes. shouldn't be surprised at all. Yes. But you have to listen to the Lord and then act on what He says. If He says, no, that's not for you, okay, well, I'm going to leave that alone that's for you then okay that's for me all right yes but if he says it's not for you and you're like well i want it anyway and i'm going to take it well then you shouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. because you've already been warned so when you say i don't understand they're completely different well no no they're not they're who they were just because you didn't realize it just because you didn't see it or hear it when the lord told it to you and showed it to you Mm -hmm. doesn't change the fact that that's what it is
3: Yes, that's true. Absolutely.
1: While Satan does not get the opportunity to repent, there is no repentance or forgiveness Mm -hmm. for angels that leave their abode, (coughs) leave their dwelling place of what God assigned them. Humans, we do have the right to choose. Angels have the ability, but not the right. We have the ability and the right humans to choose. So yes, to allow people to have a choice. And God is just. He is always and forever will be just. And although he knows everything that Satan will do, every treachery that he will commit, every treachery that every evil or person will commit, right? Yes. Yes. He doesn't judge them prematurely. Exactly. When it's time, it's time. Yes, he's already, God's already said, you know, I, I like to equate it to the Babe Ruth point. He's like, I'm already getting ready to, Score a home run on you. You know, here it is. But he still doesn't take away anyone's opportunity to choose. And he does not judge anyone prematurely. That's the other side of that. He doesn't take away your right to choose. And the other side of that is he doesn't judge you prematurely. He waits for you. Even though you decided in your heart long ago, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do that. He waits for you to make your choice. Yes, He still gives you a chance to get it right. Now, Satan doesn't have any more chances to get it right, but he doesn't judge him prematurely, because then that would mean. The standard would be judge everybody prematurely. Mm -hmm. And how could we survive? I would not have made it. I just want to make that very clear.
0: Oh, absolutely not.
1: (laughs) Because I've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yes. Plenty of times. Right.
0: More than I care to count.
1: So, if he judged Satan prematurely, he would have to apply that same metric to us. And thank God he does not.
0: Amen. So
1: forgiveness is God's way. Do you remember when the disciples said, Jesus, how many times do we forgive <laughs> Yes. Yes. How many times? Seventy seven?
3: times seven.
1: <laughs> well, In like, one day for one offense.
3: Yes. For
0: each offense.
3: Well, yes, but I mean like Per day, e-
0: yes. For
1: each offense. For each singular offense, not a whole lump of them all together. And yes. go, nope, I counted, you know. Can you actually <laughs> even do that?
0: It's 491 nope. times. That's it. Oh, All right, so nope. To give
2: somebody that's 490 foot. times for one thing in one day. Can you actually, like, possibly
1: do that? That's if like you you're can. antagonizing you. If you tried. If you tried, um, yes. You'd have to purpose to get your tally marker out, and you'd have to be so sound and clear of heart and mind that you could distinguish between what crime was being committed against you <laughs> <laughs> from the other.
0: Okay, right. And...
1: Write it down and keep track of it.
0: So, in other words, it's an impossibility, really, to keep track of it. So,
1: especially when, when love keeps no account of a suffered wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so, so then the.
0: In other words, what he's commanding is always forgive for everything, regardless of how many times or what it looks like or, or how bad or you whatever the it offense is. is. Forgive. forgive. forgive.
1: <laughs> Sing that in <laughs> in harmony. <laughs> forgive. That's it. And, you know, walking with someone who for, forever and continually forgives and you're looking at things in the natural, it can be frustrating to walk beside them when you're natural minded. You're like, how many times are you going to let them? How many times are you going to forgive? Who else are you going to forgive? Put your
0: right. foot down. Then, <laughs> but then at the same time, how many times do you want the Lord to forgive you?
1: I want every single option. every one of them, right? <laughs> all I want all of the forgiveness,
0: all of it, all of the washed forgiveness, washed away every sin. Yes,
1: every one of them, every even the stuff that I don't even know about. Forgive. Exactly, forgive me, Lord.
0: So, shouldn't we show that same thing to others? That same aspect, that same attribute, characteristic of the Lord, same mindset that He has. We should have and demonstrate that to His people, mm-hmm. which is everyone. Because they're all his people. He created them all.
1: It's not our right and our job to hold unforgiveness. Because he's made his position and stance on that very clear. Yes. So when we can't be like, oh, God, I'm doing you a favor. I'm hating them for you. (laughs) You know, like, I'm going to not forgive them for you, Lord. You need me to do this. No, 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 no. He said forgive. Because you want his forgiveness applied generously to you and everything that you did and everywhere that you needed so generously apply it to everyone else because freely you received and freely you shall give it to others
0: okay anything else no. all right well, let's wrap it up there for today mm-hmm. and we'll pick it up again in verse 24 tomorrow all right yes all right mm-hmm. who wants to close out in prayer
1: promise volunteer
0: volunteer him lila raised her hand go ahead lila Layla's chomping at the bit Mm -hmm.
1: go
2: ahead lord just thank you for today lord and for your goodness and your mercy lord and just for your creation lord and showing us who you are lord and what you stand for lord and giving us a standard that we need to strive and that we achieve and look forward to get lord because you're good and holding us accountable to your word lord not just letting us fall in dangle and do whatever it is that we wanted to do lord but going no hey this is my standard come follow me lord calling us deeper calling us unto you lord and showing us how it is and what it is that you want us to do lord and i just thank you for it lord in jesus name amen
0: amen Amen. we love you god bless you and have a wonderful day
2: god bless you